Welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told in the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here are your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And today, uh, we have the great pleasure of welcoming on Judith Kampner's work. Uh, Judith is a super seasoned radio drama producer, uh, producing since, for the BBC since the early 90s and uh, for Australian broadcasting before that, has done radio drama off and on throughout her career for many different stations, many different countries, and recorded in different continents. Um, actually now has left the BBC, sort of, and is working on a new uh, stage production uh, due out in Chicago. So our fair city folks, uh, pay that in mind, happening right in your hometown. Uh, we will be talking to her in the later half of the show, um, actually later three-quarter of the show. Uh, we managed to talk to her on a terrestrial version of Radio Drum Revival and had a great discussion about um, the current state of the BBC, uh, what makes you know good writing good for radio drama, um, and, and sort of her approach, and especially in the context of America. Uh, before that, we get to have a whole feature-length production of Judas with great pleasure. We have a ma in the bathtub. Uh, this is sort of a, a tale. Uh, and, and, yeah, the interview talks a lot about some of the issues this tale raises up and, and what makes this sort of piece uh, special, uh, a story of the waning uh, time of colonial England uh, based on a true story, uh, as Judith will later tell you. Um, and uh, just sort of talks about uh, an issue that she had re researched as a reporter and then went on to create this radio drama. So Amal and the Bathtub here on Radio Drama Revival by Judith Kampter for the BBC. Whiskey. Ginger. Lots of ice. Perfect. That's like a dictation machine, isn't it? Yes. A compact cassette recorder. Much better than taking notes. You better not let my boys see it. They'll be all over it. It could get broken. Don't say I didn't warn you. Cheers. So, this is exciting. I've never met a novelist. Why did you pick me to talk to? There's lots of people who've lived here much longer than I have. Well, I have been told that... British expats congregated at the swimming club. I met the secretary, Mrs. Hampton, who suggested you'd be kind enough to meet me. Oh, yes. Yes, well, I try to be nice to new people. I know what it feels like. There's a lot of snooty people here. Women who would never have talked to me in England. Flora Hampton, for instance. Her husband's a fancy doctor. Mine mucks around with pipes and sewage. Hell, I forgot... Could you give me your name for the tape, please? And the date? And why you came out from England? I'll hold it. The sound can get a little fluttery if the microphone moves too much. I'm still getting used to this. <laughs> I used to be a copy editor. I was in a typing pool before I was married. Good for you, doing something creative. <clears throat> well, I'm Connie Comport. This is November the 3rd, 1967, 12 Glenmore Road, Singapore 10. My husband Martin is a water engineer. We're from Bramley, Leeds. Okay, Yorkshire? Well, <laughs> never mind. Why we came? Two years ago, we were all cooped up in a flat down in London. No garden and two little children. I hate London. Martin didn't want me working. 
He always wanted kids. I didn't really. But it's what you do, isn't it? So I had two close together. One day, Martin came through the door and said, I won't have to listen to you moaning about getting the washing dry anymore. His company sent us here. And what they call a tie-tie? Lady of leisure. Shopping, sports, parties, sunbathing, going to the islands. My boys don't really remember England. The big one's seven and the younger one's just six. Tall like the father. They go to the international school. They only have half days, so hours of sunshine. Lucky them. And there's hardly any traffic round here. And it's clean and safe. And like me, they've lost their Yorkshire accents. The school teaches what they call global English. Oh, that's a shame. I don't know why they would do that. I love your accent. To me, it's just like the Beatles. Glad you like it. Unlike the members of the Victoria Swimming Club. They think I'm thick. But, you know what? I've always been the sporty type. And it turns out I'm good at golf. The instructor there, Alex Wong. He likes me. Says I'm promising. And between you and me, Donna, he's gorgeous. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling you this. Oh, no, no. This is amazing, Connie. You see, I'm planning in my novel that my heroine has an affair with her Chinese gardener. A gardener wouldn't be Chinese. They're all Malay, the gardeners. The Kolkibuns. The Chinese are drivers and cook boys. Indians are moneylenders and tailors. The Sikhs are house watchmen. I don't know why it's like that, but it is. Okay, so my character will fall for her driver, then. You know, it's true. She could get to know a driver very well. He'd know a lot about her. Anyway, why would you choose to write about an English woman? There's loads of Americans here now. I've read a lot about British colonial women. You know, they start out so plucky, but end up abandoned and betrayed. I'm No offence. It's just my heroine's husband has a job that means he travels all over Southeast Asia. So she's left alone with her three young children. I can understand that. Mine goes to places like Malacca. Mucky work up country. Lot of travel because the roads are still not great. He's away now. Call me from the middle of mommy. nowhere this morning. Um, mummy, oh, you're here. Brian hurt his foot. What happened? He was kicking the waterfall because he was cross. My foot got stuck. It hurts. Well, Brian, love, you got back safe, but... I gave him a piggyback. I ran. Thank you, Rupert. Armour, we're supposed to be with you. Were you playing in that drain again? Where's her chat? Coming. She walks like a turtle. Bring it again, Mummy. Brian, oh, your sandal's all wet and muddy. Ow. Well, get it off on the veranda. You're busy. I should go. Connie, can I come back? The driver idea. I've got a lot more questions. You've been wonderfully descriptive. Yes, of course. I'll think more about it, see if I can help. You can go out the veranda where I'll show you a bit of the garden. Ryan, come on. Rupert, you stay there. Sit quiet. it under the dining table. You're lucky it's in one piece. I did warn you. I didn't know you'd left it. I, you didn't call, so I didn't realise it was there. Oh, I knew it was here. I thought it would be safe. Look, I really needed to take a few days off. It's been just great, relaxing by the pool. And more importantly, I had some pretty incredible breakthroughs about my novel. So I have some questions for you. Oh, it looks like they've played with it. 
Well, it's okay. Well, so they had a good time anyway. They filled up a whole cassette. I'm sorry. I've been dying to talk to you. You know, I've been thinking about your character. I have a question. Why have her fall in love with a servant? The drama of forbidden love trysts under the equatorial stars. <laughs> I must tell you this. A fella at the club was caught with his Chinese maid. It was a few months ago. His wife had to go to England because her mum had died. And when she came back, poor thing, she discovered the maid had been sleeping in their bedroom. That was really disgusting. They said the girl was pretty. One of the young local ones that wear western clothes. We hired young girls, but they kept on leaving. Martin was pretty fed up. So Flora suggested we get one of these armours. They're the older and more professional ones. Someone at the club was going home, so we got our chat. Our chat's crowd come from China. They speak very bad English, but, well, there's no fear of any monkey business with husbands. They take a vow of celibacy to some goddess. It's weird. And they all wear this uniform. They only wear black silk trousers and white tunic and little soft sandals, and I swear you can't hear them coming. We've only had her three months, and the boys are still a bit scared of her, which is good, really. Our Martins told them, if there's any trouble with this one, there's no trip to England next year, and they want to see their cousins. Since our chats come, they've been so clean. She gets their tea, sits over them while they eat, and supervises baths. I don't have to do anything. She puts them to bed. I just pop in to read them a story, though I don't always have time. And she sleeps on their floor till I, or we, get back. And then she can go down to her room. This is a very different world. I'd like to see how I can work one of those women into my romance. That would be a challenge. But listen, let's get back to our driver lover. Would he live in too? Oh, no. Um, let's say... He'd live in one of the new government flats. I can help you with some places they might go to. They would have to get far away from the British area. So, Katong, there are some jungly places that lead down to the beach. So she could say she needed the car to go to the shops. They could take a long drive together, maybe across the causeway to Malaya. More anonymous there. And maybe he has a friend with a hut off the beaten track. Very good. A hut in a rubber plantation, perhaps. Oh, no, no, that, that might be too old colonial. Oh, let me ask, what's it like having a romance in the tropics? What's it like romantically for you? You don't beat around the bush, do you? Martin's not around that much, so uh, it's nice when he gets back. He'll have been working outdoors and he's always got a good tan. He likes me in bare legs and silk dresses. And I've just got a chong sam. Martin loves it. He says I can get away with it, but most British women couldn't. My heroine? I'm going to call her Corey. I hope you don't mind. You're my inspiration, Connie. It's all here on the tape. I love your voice and the way you express things. Tell me more about your golf teacher. What about him do you like? That'll help me.
Rupert, Rupert the Bear. I will tell you a story. There was a skinny brown witch. I want to go. Um, my turn, Rupert. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Say your name. Brian. Brian Comport. This is like the recorder that Sylvia had. Your middle name. Tiger. Don't be stupid. Give it to me. No, this is Brian. I'm a superstar. This is my new song. I made it with Sylvia. In Singapore, two boys live the things that come from there. Our snakes and drains and catapults, but tigers now are rare. In Singapore, two boys live things that come from there. Our snakes That's and enough! You're being a nuisance. Put your sandals back on. We're going out. Let's take this. No. We'll hide it and play with it after. Um, you need to identify yourself for the recording. Just say who you are and where you are. Uh, speak into the mic, please. Oh, okay. I'm Mrs. Colin Hampton, Flora, Secretary, Women's Committee, Victoria Swimming Club, Singapore. But uh, why set it here? W what about Hawaii? If you're going to write a love story, wouldn't that be better? Much more exotic than boring old Singapore. I imagine you've read Somerset Mons' The Casarina Tree. Of course, you're surely not suggesting 40 years later our lives are the same. Our lives are tremendously busy. In fact, in half an hour, I'm due at a meeting in the club room. We have our bi-annual fancy dress competition coming up. Anyway, it's time for a G&T. Would you join me? I'd love a tomato juice with ice. Well, as you wish. Boy! Uh, boy! Uh, over here. Yes, madam. Uh, gin and tonic and a tomato juice for my guest. Mm -mm. Oh, and ice in both... The fancy dress parties are a scream. At the last one, one of our newer members, Connie Conport, came as a French mate. Rather risque, but, you know, she's got the figure for it, as we all could see. Martin Conport was a motorbiker in leather. They're not quite, um, well, wouldn't have been members in the old days, if you see what I mean. Now, people like the Duncans, on the other hand, and I'll introduce you, they've been here forever. Always make an effort. Really good sports. I'm sure Priscilla has the time to show you around. Her husband's retired, but they've stayed on. Odd, really. But then they don't have children. They're obsessed with birds. Prize songbirds. They're the only Europeans to go in for that. They've gone a bit native, really. Uh, your drinks, madam. I put you again. Uh, sign here, please. <laughs> 